Hello and welcome to Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. And I'm Alex Deakin. In a week that we have seen yet more extremes around the world, we will be focusing on that, but also looking at the UK where... Well, for most of us, it's been a disappointing July, cool and showery. When will it actually stop raining? And top headlines coming from the State of the UK Climate Report. First of all, let's look around the globe. The big focus, obviously, in recent days has been the heat wave across the Mediterranean, which is now finally easing. The temperatures are dropping away. I mean, they've been dropping away since last weekend uh, across Iberia. Then they dipped through the middle of the week across Italy. And now, finally, uh, temperatures are dropping across Greece and the eastern end of the Mediterranean. Sadly, the the fire index remains dangerously high because it's been so dry. This change in temperature isn't being brought about by rain. It's just being a change in wind direction. It is staying fairly gusty and it is staying dry. And of course, one of the best things for fighting fires would be some rainfall. So that's not likely to change. However, northwestern parts of Africa may well start to see the temperatures rising once more with high temperatures again uh, through the course of this weekend in Algeria and Tunisia. Mm. Now, we've been watching thunderstorms, particularly to the north of this heat zone. They've been affecting northern Italy and now they're extending their way eastwards. And we're seeing some prolific bursts across the last few days, and they are going to continue. So it's really the clash of where that, that hot and humid air clashes with slightly cooler air aloft, and you know it can be quite explosive. So we're expecting torrential rain, large hail, gusty winds, and even the risk of the odd tornado. Huge cells, and I've seen a few earlier in the week that yeah. dropped massive hailstones across parts of northern Italy, as you mentioned. Let's stick with the heat once more because much of Central and Northern Asia, a large swathe of the Northern Hemisphere, will see temperatures this coming week back up above average. So uh, from the Himalayas right up to the Arctic Ocean, there's going to be a zone where temperatures are 5, 10 degrees above average. And again, it's a hot time of year, maybe up to 15 degrees above average. Okay, so from Northern Asia, let's head to India and the subcontinent where the southwest monsoon is incredibly active. We're seeing in some places up to 600 millimetres of rain. It's just unbelievable with the threat of landslides here. Yeah, of course, you know, that part of the world does rely on monsoon rainfalls, but some years they they fail or they're very weak and some some years are obviously more intense than usual. And and these kind of amounts of rainfall are are likely to cause some problems because they are that much above even the norm, even for a, a, a typical monsoon. And yeah, finally, the USA, of course, and Mexico uh, have been with a very long lived heat wave. Uh, we are starting to see severe thunderstorms break out on the northern edge of that heat wave. And the, the heat is also likely to move further north and east across the United States. And obviously, ongoing likelihood of further wildfires across Texas and New Mexico. So, another area that does need to be watched. Okay, so we've been reporting on these heat waves and record breaking temperatures. And with that, obviously, we're representing that heat in the best way we can to illustrate how hot it's been. And there have been quite a lot of comments, haven't there, Alex, about our colour scales um, relative to the maybe the dramatic level of colour that we use to represent the heat. But it has been a dramatic time. I think comments is a bit of a miss. Um... Uh, is a bit of an understatement. I think misinformation, there's been a lot of misinformation, hasn't there, in recent days about a couple of aspects, actually. Yes, the temperature maps, that's been bubbling on for a while now, but also the way we measure temperatures, that's been a big one over recent days. People uh, have been suggesting that 
we've started measuring temperatures in a different way and using the surface temperature rather than the air temperature. And that is absolutely categorically untrue. It's just ridiculous to even suggest that we'd start measuring temperatures in a different manner. The temperatures have always been measured in the air, the air temperature. Using a Stevenson screen, it looks a bit like a, a beehive on sticks. So it's a 1.2 meters above the ground surface. That is where we measure temperatures. And all the temperatures that we've been quoting over the past week, whether they've been 49 degrees in Tunisia, 48 degrees in Algeria, 45 degrees in Catalonia, 42.9, I think it was in Rome, to 44 in Albania, to 46 in Greece. All of those temperatures that we've been quoting have been the air temperatures. We always measure the air temperatures. It hasn't changed at all. And that's how we can compare with previous years. And we know that those temperatures have in many cases been breaking records uh, or have been very close to breaking records. And that's why we know these temperatures have been extreme. And that leads on to that extra point. Why do the maps look extreme? Because the temperatures are extreme. We show these high temperatures, uh, they are 10 to 15 degrees, again, above average at the hottest time of year. These are extreme temperatures. So the maps reflect that. Our temperature uh, reflects that. That's, that's what they're supposed to do, reflect the temperatures. And that is why they look extreme, because the temperatures have been extreme. And, you know, it doesn't change. People can put comments, put misinformation out about how we're measuring temperature, but it doesn't change the facts. You know, this heat wave has been induced by climate change. Human-induced climate change is responsible for these heat waves being far worse than they would have been. And putting misinformation about that doesn't change the science. It doesn't change the facts. And the colour of the map doesn't change the facts either. So if you see any of that, just please uh, point them to the Met Office. That is simply not true. Good points. Well made, Alex. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So thank you for that. I mean, I'm not going to even comment any more because I think that was really, you just put it in a nutshell. You know, this is the reality. We're living in clear and present danger and it's an incredibly dangerous heat. And we see that playing out every day in the headlines and we're here to report the facts uh, and that's what they are. So uh, yeah, so that's that. So we've, we've covered that, which is great. So in a moment, we're going to be talking about the wet weather affecting the UK. But first of all, one of the big climate reports of the year was released yesterday. It's released every year around this time. And it's called the State of the UK Climate Report for 2022. Now, earlier, I caught up with one of the authors, Mike Kendon, who gave us the top lines. This report looks at year 2022 for the UK in the context of long-running climate records, which extend back to 1884 for the UK. And in fact, we have a really long-running series called Central England Temperature that goes all the way back to 1659. Were there any surprises that came out of this report? Yes, it was the warmest year on record. We had this unprecedented heat wave of 40 degrees for the first time, a milestone of UK climate history. I think what is really interesting in this report is we compare how the extremes of temperature are changing compared to the average temperature. And that's particularly of interest because, of course, if you think about how are people affected on a day-to-day -day basis by temperature, they're most affected by the extremes of temperature, you know, particularly, for example, when it's extremely hot. Tell me about the heat patterns. Are they consistent across the whole of the UK? was the warmest year on record across all four uh, countries of the UK, uh, England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. 
obviously on a day-to-day -day basis, we see a lot of variability uh, in our UK's weather. As everybody knows, we get the weather from mainly from the Atlantic. Uh, we get a wide variety of weather. But, uh, you know, the pattern through the year was a lot of higher temperature, uh, you know, days that were warmer than expected, warmer than average. Finally, let's discuss our coastal waters. Sea surface temperatures, it's being talk about a marine heat wave during the early summer of 2023. What was it like last year? The pattern is very similar to the UK land temperature, i.e. very much a climate change uh, signal with the 2022, the warmest year for near coast sea surface temperature and uh, markedly increasing too. Uh, and sea levels also are rising. Obviously, sea level rise is due to two main factors, the thermal expansion of seawater and also the fact that we have the melting of ice sheets, as everybody knows. Since 1900 for the UK, the sea level has risen by about 18 and a half centimetres. Um, but actually, interestingly, the rate of sea level rise is increasing. So sea level, it's accelerating up, you know, it's accelerating upwards as our climate warms. So in the past 30 years, um, it's gone up by more than 11 centimetres. There's a huge amount of data there, but this absolutely now is, you know, testament to where we've come from and probably where we're going to with our with our climate and our weather. Yes, absolutely. And I think the fact that 2022 will be an average year by the middle of the century, it'll be a cool year by the end of the century, and that uh, 40 degrees in the UK by the end of the century may be something like once every 15 years if we were to follow a high emission scenario, I mean, that would be really, really bad news. Um, that would be sort of a one in three year event by the end of the century. Our thanks to Mike Hendon, who is a climate information scientist working for the National Climate Information Centre here at the Met Office. And check out our website for more information on that report. Now, Claire, we're not yet into August, but it is fast approaching. We do have some preliminary stats around July. I talked earlier about the heat across other parts of the world. I know that some members of the public would be keen on a bit more warmth across the UK because after what was the warmest June on record, July has been very, very different. It's been a cool month, cooler than average uh, so far, and it has certainly been a wetter than average month. As a whole, up to the 25th of July, 134% uh, of the monthly rainfall has fallen. So we're already a third more than average, still with the best part of a week to go. So, yes, it has been a particularly wet month. And in fact, Northern Ireland, during the same time frame, has already had 170% of its July rainfall. So a very wet part of the UK there. Uh, yet yeah, northwestern parts of England also been very wet indeed. Merseyside and Greater Manchester, uh, a lot of rain at the Open last week. If you're a golf fan, it was very wet for the for the weekend, uh, and they are in line for one of the top ten of their wettest Julys on record. And North Lancashire on its own almost double the July average so far. Again, so with almost a week to go, we've almost had double their average July rainfall. And can I just vouch for that? Because there has been flooding in my roof as well. We had, I think it was last Saturday night, um, so much rainfall that it was coming through the roof, down towards the landing, and it just cut out all the electrics as well. It was quite a dramatic few hours. So, yes. Yeah, has that been fixed been, now? Been fixed, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Shane Nazir household was a little bit up in arms during the early hours of uh, Sunday morning. We'll, 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 
So yeah, it has been really wet and there have there have been some impacts because the rain has been in some parts relentless. So how is uh, Scotland and Wales looking like at the moment, Alex? Well, wet but not exceptional is the, is the kind of summary for Wales. They've had uh, one and a half times their July average. Scotland's again, more than their average already, still with a week to go, uh, but only at 121%. So again, not as wet as other parts of the UK, but uh, pretty much all areas have been wetter than average. But of course, you know, this is just the UK. People are sort of saying, how can you be talking about climate change when we're having a, a wet and cool July? But the fact that we're having a wet and cool July, just to, to do with the position of the jet stream, it doesn't alter the fact that globally temperatures are still rising. Climate change is still happening. But yes, we are just um, luckily or unluckily, depending on your point of view, sitting on the uh, the cool and wet side of the jet stream at the moment. So yes, um, that is the big part of why we've had this weather pattern, the jet stream. It's kind of been stuck in this waving pattern and it has been hard to shift there are signs that it's actually now starting to shift but um there's lots more in, in last week's podcast actually you can check that out with aiden he talks a lot more about that um and of course on our deep dives um on youtube um our deep dive special the last couple have been focusing on jet streams as well so we talk a lot about that that waving pattern and why it's been stuck and on this week's deep diver suggested that the global patterns are at least starting to shift which doesn't necessarily mean our weather's going to get dry and sunny no, certainly not. In fact, where I am right now in Cheshire, we've just encountered another shower. So yes, we it's a bit it's been too much of one element, whether you're under the sunshine and the and the drought conditions of southern parts of the US or the the wet weather here in the northwest of Europe, is nothing is shifting. But you did the 10-day trend earlier this week, which is out on YouTube. What do you think the trends are as we head into August? That's the sort of the million dollar question right now. Yeah, I mean. If you're after some warm and dry Come on, weather. squeeze some sunshine out of this conversation, please. My, my time well, is fading. Maybe. There is a hint of a whiff of a, of a sniff of something uh, come the second to third week of August. But that is all it is at the moment. For next week, it's more of the same. It's more of a northwesterly airstream. So, again, it's going to be uh, northwest England, northern Ireland that see plenty of showers. Of course, the south and east, it might be a little bit drier. But generally, we're staying on the cool side of the jet. The jet is still lively into the south of the UK. It has changed globally, but we're still stuck on the wrong side of the jet if you, if you want it dry, fine and sunny. There are some suggestions that through that second week of August, pressure may start to rise a little. We may see some some higher pressure, which could bring a drier spell of weather. But it it's one of those ones where it's, I mean, it really is way off in the distance and it's kind of always getting pushed back and seems to be getting pushed back and pushed back. It's one of those trends that never actually seems to be tangible. It's always that little bit too far away. So there is a hint of a whiff of something uh, through that second week of August. But that's, but that's, that's, all, that's all I can offer you. That's all I can offer you, Claire. Most of next week looks cool and showery. <laughs> it just is so depressing isn't it i mean you know our uk weather we love the changeable nature of it we want sunshine for a week or so and then we want a bit of rain and, and we really embrace each element as it arrives but when we get too much of one thing it just isn't great particularly as the kids just broke up so the weather changed and it's it's yeah you know it's almost like grabbing that moment of sunshine when it does come out occasionally it does here in the northwest of england uh, some, so, some more cheery news. August is the wettest of the three summer months, statistically, in the UK. There's some more cheery news for you. 
<laughs> However, the surface temperatures are still above average, which is great. So at least it's warm and wet if you're dipping your toe in the sea um, and staycationing uh, this summer in the UK. Um, so, OK, well, thanks for that. We will keep you posted here on WebStaff as soon as we get a whiff of something better. We will report it here. Lots of people like the cool, showery weather, Claire. You check out the comments. There's loads of people that are quite happy, cool and showery. I would prefer it like this than the absolute intense. Well, yeah, exactly. We last summer where we saw uh, 40 degrees and many areas saw the high 30s. You know, it's, uh, 40 seems to be sort of a special threshold. But even so, 38 degrees Celsius is still too hot for most of us. So at least we can sleep comfortably in our beds at night. That's, it's a bonus. Exactly. Okay, now we're going to go over to our highs and lows to find out what happened last week across the UK. Here are the UK weather extremes for week beginning 17th of July. The lowest temperature recorded was on Saturday at Tullet Bridge in Venetia with a low of 1.5 Celsius. The highest temperature of the week occurred on Sunday, this time at Cavendish in Suffolk with a high of 25.1 Celsius. Sunday was also the wettest day, with Moor Park Preston experiencing 98mm of rainfall. And Sunday also proved to be the sunniest day of the week, with Tyree Argyle enjoying 15 hours of sunshine. Okay, I think that's it really. What else? Should we just do a, a goodbye? Or? Yeah, let's just do a quick goodbye. Yeah, okay. Alex, thanks for your company this week. Um, let's just do a couple of little sun dances to see if we can just bring a little sunshine to the show next week. There will be some. There will be some. You know, it, you know, it doesn't rain all the time, but just got to get your timing right. Stay tuned to Met Office updates for when the sun will shine where you are. <laughs> Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.